Hi, I'm Abhinav. I'm Madhu. Welcome to the Inspiring Idea Podcast. We interview people from across the world and share their life stories and success formulas with our audience. We hope this will inspire you to achieve your dreams. So, let's get the show started. We are so excited to have Kumaran Anandan and Sukumar Rajgopal in our show. Kumaran is a chief mentor and chief technology officer. Sukumar is the founder and the CEO of Tiny Magic. Welcome to our show. Thank you. In next 30 minutes, we want to explore your professional career, about your startup journey and deep dive into a very hot topic of digital transformation. Uh, let's get the show started. You have decades of work experience. It will be wonderful if you can provide a quick summary of your work experience before starting Tiny Magic. Yeah, I'll take that. I think this is my 32nd year in the industry. I quit uh, Cognizant after 19 years in April 2014. By then I had around 26 years experience, 7 and TCS. I always wanted to do something on my own. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a perfect timing. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do anyway, which I am sure Kumaran will add some bits to it. The thing that I felt was I need to start some company and I had thought of this name tiny magic which I will describe why I thought of that particular phrase and then I called Kumaran and few of us got together and started this firm. So uh, I think uh, cognizant uh, I was very lucky to play different roles. I was a P&L leader in North America. I was there for 10 years. I grew from an account manager to a practice head. I was heading the manufacturing and logistics practice in North America which was at that time 100 million dollars or so. Then I moved back to India in 2006 and I became chief knowledge officer. Then I became head of process quality, then I became head of innovation and eventually the global a uh, chief information officer as well so in fact kumaran i was kumaran's client so when i was cio he was the chief architect from microsoft All on right. the cognizant account and that's how we know each other that's fantastic and kumaran what about you i've been a hardcore uh, software techie so i finished my computer science been in programming till 2015 um uh, had my own software development company and then i was with Microsoft, Microsoft, ten years. So I used to play an enterprise architect role. So I used to a complete hardcore uh, programmer, architect kind of a thing, and I kind of write code even today. And uh, coincidentally, and that's how I came across Sukumar, and uh, he was my first customer uh, before we stepped into Tiny Magic. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I think uh, if you see the combination, a technologist and an innovator. It's a deadly combination, to be honest. And this reminds me of a very famous quote by Roald Dahl, where he said that those who do not believe in magic will never find it. What magic are you trying to create, and for whom? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, my personal belief. I used to tell this to my team all the time. Mm-hmm. That now Kumaran doesn't agree with it, but technology is the only thing that can create magic. And when I am thinking technology creates magic, I am thinking. at scale because we have done that i have seen that many companies in the world like apple being chief amongst them mm-hmm. or uber most recent example when i go into an uber and come out i feel wow this is future so technology can create magic at a scale level so i thought tiny and magic together but then i think this is the sort of the thing we 
do between ourselves right we are constantly challenging each other and if whoever entrepreneurs are listening i think there are two things that i want to point out if you look at the uh, the top 3 reasons of failure or startup the first one is obviously you created something the market didn't need second you ran out of funding the third is co-founder disagreement but at the same time it is very important to have co-founders challenge each other i cannot make anything that doesn't get challenged by kumaran and vice versa so we keep ourselves otherwise i as an individual might have carried gotten carried away with something and he might have done that on his own and we might not have been able to create what we have created together so i think that's very important any entrepreneur that comes to me i say do you have a co-founder if you don't then like the both of you i think both of you working together is creating some magic that wouldn't have been created you working it if you have done it individually absolutely yeah. We keep challenging each other all the time. All the time, and I, and I think that's the best part of our day when you know we have our difference of opinion, and then we'll put our points across and see what will work or not. I think that's the best part of the day discussing that. The first few years of startup, you know, every startup you take, it's incredibly exciting and adventurous, and people come up with a lot of ideas, and then slowly things will start to you know change. I just wanted to understand what were the bottlenecks that you both faced and uh, how did you overcome those challenges and how did you reinvent yourself yeah so there are two things that i can talk about there is one which i think there is a longer story we also had a, see one of the reasons for the pod model is to have all the skills that we need to start with so after the company started me and one of my co-founders we had this germ of an idea of a conference room device that will wirelessly present things we did something and it failed actually right so we had to scrap that and whatever money we spent on that was lost so hi poha that Kumaran came up with the germ of the idea, and we started working on that, and that seemed to yield results. So we decided that we will go behind that. Now, in the first year, right, when you start a company, you get some revenue, and you are not really sure what you are expecting. So first year went well. Second year we did even better, so we are happy. But third year we felt as if the best metaphor I can think of is the car's wheel just came off when you are driving, right? Suddenly we didn't get any business. Any sales calls we were making was yeah, that's interesting, uh, but no action gets taken, so it was confusing. I spoke to a lot of advisors and Kumaran spoke to, and it all seemed to come down to sales, right? Are you not probably selling properly? Maybe you need to hire a salesperson. And with my background in sales, I felt that maybe that is not there is something else seriously going on that I don't understand. Right? Luckily for me, I read this book, um, Positioning by Al Rice and Jack Trout. When I read that, I realized that we are positioned in the leadership space. Behavior change, high poha, high performance is leadership space, right? But then you all know that leadership is very crowded. There are just too many companies, and everybody has a even though hypoha we believe is a very very unique and breakthrough framework every leadership person had think similarly of their framework so there was no much differentiation then i was sitting and thinking one day and i have a innovation background i have done innovation for donkeys in years and i told kumaran hey we should do digital innovation because that's what is the current problem that everybody faces this is the point i'm saying co-founder disagreement let's say kumaran said no 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 we can't do that we will have a problem that's not what he said he said yeah that sounds interesting let's do that so we decided to 
apply the hypoha principles to digital transformation and so now we had to embellish our framework add in some bits that were not there but and then tweak our software to meet the thing now we are off to the market so the thing is you can think of the first two years as a failure but you can think of it as that prepared the ground for us because digital transformation is a combination of both leadership and digital and innovation skill now with the deep domain experience that kumaran and i have in tech this we bring all our experience to bear with like few people can leadership there is plenty of people mm -hmm. but digital transformation how to do it systemically there is very few people and within your engagement even in digital transformation there are a lot of people talking at the 100000 feet level but what do i do in my engagement in my functional area that i think is uh, what we call in our methodology performance under supply it's hidden nobody not many people are working on it so we found an opportunity so we did now it seems happy but the third year was pretty bad for us emotionally in fact kumaran had predicted that the third year will be tough you can ask <laughs> him how he predicted that exactly what happened third year disaster struck so it was pretty bad emotional will we survive as a company will we pay the next payroll our very survival was in question luckily we hit on something that started to move the needle in our favor and then covid crisis struck again we had some problem but i think we are positioned better in the market today so kumaran you should talk about how you predicted this uh, presciently even before we started I I think it was uh, see I think one of the things uh, which was very clear to me is that happiness is people everybody wants to go after and technology is supposed to deliver it right but then I didn't quite connect it to technology I think that's where our combination comes into play if I had been on my own I would be running most probably a, a self personality development uh, NLP something like that. right mm -hmm. and when a digital opportunity presented itself in front of me i would have said no way i'm touching technology with a 10 feet barge pole okay i would not have touched it 100% i'm very sure if not for sukuma but once that openness was there then i could realize that okay so that's a way of delivering happiness and um, i think there's no debate when i may say you know i want to i want to deliver happiness nobody is going to say i'm not interested Mm -hmm. i don't think there's one single soul who will come and say no i don't want happiness right That's it's true. irrelevant to me if i say movies some people might say yes some people might say no right if i say money some people might say yes some people might say no but happiness is something i don't think there's one single soul will come and say no 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 i'm not interested in that so then i know that that is a problem worth solving it became very clear right and it fructified and that's where the and we said delivering happiness right why is it delivering happiness if i delivered happiness then my life is over and i don't think we could if even if you can get one person and then you say you know you've delivered all the happiness that you can for me you cannot make me any more happy okay <laughs> just one guy if we do that i think we would have we will be like out of the world right it's impossible so that's why you said it's a continuous thing it'll always be now in order to become happy discussing with the architects around i realized that there are a lot of bottom of the iceberg so which is the kind of thing which we use a lot of metaphor in what we work right there's a tip on the bottom 
and in life we typically go after the tip and then titanics happen right every single day every single day there's not a day passes without a titanic happens to somebody right you miss a meeting you want to do a task you didn't you thought you want to have good sh- good coffee and then the coffee that day sucked for whatever reason your boss threw you off a deal went it, so the question is not whether you'll have titanics or not the mm-hmm. question is just that is it a small titanic or a big titanic that's all okay and those titanics happen because of the bottom of the icebergs which hit us which we can't see the endeavor is to basically how do we spot these bottom of the iceberg right and we start becoming better and better at it now when you look at titanic you look at bottom of the iceberg as a danger mm-hmm. but do you know an interesting thing about a risk it is actually opportunity in disguise so when we say op- bottom of the iceberg it's actually an opportunity it's not a something to be avoided it's something to be embraced so that's a mindset change okay if you don't know the method things look like magic right so there are two aspects to this one we get a, so what i kind of showed is a bottom of the iceberg if once you know the method right there is nothing big about it right so the mindset is there has to be a bottom of the iceberg and i'm going to figure it out and i'm not going to distract it by the tip okay but i do know that the tip of the iceberg right especially when the problems are big fixates people so hypoha is a framework which helps you discover bottom of the iceberg it is a both a mindset and it's a method how to change your mindset and what method to practice that and that's where it leads to hypoha itself right so one is you have to be happy if you can't be happy you can't sustain something and second is that high performance is usually a benchmark that is set and that's a stressful thing it sounds counterintuitive okay mm-hmm. so but then we need to have a combination so that doesn't mean we can work without goals so there is an interesting thing in the bottom of the iceberg called intention so an intention is something that we identify and then you have minor goals which point in the direction of intention so that's what the hypoha framework discover okay. a intention which is hidden and you constantly work on that by taking tiny steps and when you tiny take tiny steps you don't stress yourself out so that's how the entire hypoha framework evolved so if you want to explain that for a digital transformation how would you do that so let's take a very simple case right so there are one of the interesting things about our digital transformation work right it's not just to if you look at for anybody so we went to an it company okay and we were working with them on how they can deliver digital transformation but one bottom of the iceberg happened there their team became the first beneficiary of the digital transformation not their customers it services company they wanted to learn digital transformation so they can help their customers but within 6 weeks they got digitally transformed by using this method now consider this there's a 250 man company that means that they are running head over heels right services company it's a small company you have some 10 leaders on the top and some 25 team members okay each one running after two projects you you can see how that shop will be right buzzing and people running all over the place one experienced guy 10 freshers 10 one year guy you know how the works are right yeah so they are running at such a speed now what is the key requirement of such a company learning right technology keeps changing and in today's world especially if you are working on end user project every 3 weeks a new version of an application comes angular 1 1.12 bootcamp angular script node js this that everything right 
and how will people learn it's very hard now for somebody who's running at a hectic speed do they have time to learn no but if you run like that what will happen you'll die because you're not learning okay and second as a small company do they have the luxury to say you know i'll send my training team for a three day training they can't you're stuck right so what happened is so that and also they didn't have big budgets to get some good trainer and help them train and all. so when they did this program so they were struggling with this right zero learning happening everybody is busy when they applied it with zero investment they were able to get 20000 hours of learning per year wow without spending a single dollar what was the magic if we can unpack yeah. it <laughs> so it was actually pretty simple it's we say tiny magic right so we started off with a very simple module lead telling that is there one person in your team who can spend 10 minutes of learning no right? one is going to say no to that right so obviously we just said one person in your team mm-hmm. not even everybody is there one person enthusiastic enough to learn is it sure we so they so the team the leaders were telling my team members are not interested in learning everybody put up their hands yes i have one team member who is willing to learn at least 10 minutes pick that guy at the end of every week he would present 10 minutes of what he learned that week to the others others have to just sit and listen that's all that's the tiny step they used to do it on every friday in a period of 6 weeks we had three more people stepping up to say you know what why is that guy alone talking i will also talk i can also learn he is just watching some youtube videos and udemy videos and coming i can also do that so excellent do it okay so it became that they had four people now doing 10 minutes each which became 40 minutes and you have 20 people listening to them now you about any topic or any specific topic related technology to topic each one picks up whatever they are working on angular js next version that type of so 40 40 minutes into 20 people is 800 minutes week on week into a year 20000 hours of learning happening that's fantastic and that is digital transformation how did they learn they didn't go outside they used udemy they used youtube they used their own machines to practice isn't that digital transformation of course it is in a conventional thing you will go sit in a training room for one whole day coffee tea snacks after 3 days you won't even remember what was taught on the first day so to me that is digital transformation and this is the beauty of our thing people come to kind of say you know i'm going to apply it for somebody else but they get transformed in the process themselves so that is how is a good example of what i would say beyond that i mean i'm i'm just telling a very simple thing there are things which they have discovered opportunities at the customer and things like that sukuma can talk about the overall impact side right, in terms of money and dollar value that we have kind of collected over a period of time sukuma maybe you can talk on I think Kumaran gave a very good example of see the mindset change is a key, right? So another thing we discover, which I think have said many times before, is in every engagement there is opportunity. Okay, so and I'll give you a simple thumb rule for the benefit of your audience. Let's say there is a hundred people team, okay, and let's I would like to go after the revenue per employee type of thing. In the IT industry, it's about fifty thousand dollars. So that means you are in the ballpark of about five million dollars of revenue that hundred mm-hmm. people group. we believe that there is another at a minimum another 5 million dollars of digital transformation opportunity in that team but it is bottom of the iceberg to pick on what kumaran said so you can extract that out and service it so let me give you an example there is a customer team which is one of our mentees is working with their customers and they have a process in which customers get onboarded and it's a seasonal customer onboarding thing so every year 
people get onboarded and when they onboard they have to submit a lot of documents and because it's seasonal the client brings the client's client brings contract workers and reviews the document manually so one of our mentees who is a young technical lead person he thought like why can't i use google vision and azure vision apis to use machine learning machine vision algorithms to learn what the documents are actually saying and automatically verify that now because of the high energy that our techies have they are young people over the weekend the guy built a prototype and monday he took it to the client architect and the client architect was impressed and approved and then he started thinking and he said okay the next stage we will why should your customers enter anything let me just uh, let them just upload the document i will figure out everything so there is no data entry required anymore mm-hmm. so how do you find such opportunities right that document verification step which we call the trim tab step is a story that i have said many times often it is kind of mentioned in the passing in peter singe's uh, fifth discipline it's a world war 2 innovation do we have time for me to say that story yeah go for it yeah yeah, yeah. of course so what happens is that during world war 2 the allies right led by the us um used a fighter bomber kind of strategy with germany so they will take a large aircraft carrier with b2 bombers and bomb germany which meant the aircraft carriers became very big now do you know the part in the ship that allows you to turn the direction of the ship what is it called it's called the rudder now existing ship building techniques dictated that the rudder had become equally big in proportion to the size of the ship so the energy supplied by the engines was not sufficient to turn the rudder quickly which means it would take several hours before you can turn course which makes it a liability in a world war 2 situation rather than an asset so they invite a, the ship industry gets stuck so they invite a physicist by name buckminster fuller he invents this device called the trim tab which sits on top of the rudder it's made of titanium and it uses the ocean's energy and currents to shift the rudder quickly with no energy or little energy expended like that so we believe that in every customer journey there is a high leverage point which is kind of bottom of the iceberg like buckminster fuller found the trim tab of the aircraft carrier can we find the trim tab of any customer journey so this document verification was the trim tab step in the long customer journey that the customers were encountering so they found the trim tab fixed it now that changes everything for uber the ride hailing step is the trim tab for the iphone the keyboard was the trim tab so like that we help our mentees find the trim tab in their customer journey once you find it it defeats the which 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 kind of overcomes the other mental barrier that kumaran and i often discuss when there's a complex problem you tend to think there is a need for a complex and a big solution which you when you design and roll out your the titanic hit you and then that money gets wasted and i am told that about 750 billion dollars of money spent on digital transformation got wasted i think it is due to this i will roll out on large program but the nuances of at the customer journey at the step level we are missing so if we find the trim tab and do it so with this approach 25 million dollars of business impact has already been delivered by our mentees how can one think about that trim tab do they brainstorm do you help or are there any methodologies yeah, yeah there is so we have a something we call as the performance under supply x ray if you draw a customer journey map you can actually go to hypoha.com and download this any one of you can do including your <laughs> audience you go and put out the customer journey map and then you rate each step on how negative is it how much turnaround time it takes 
and the third thing which kumaran alluded to a little bit the intention does it oppose the intention so let's take the um, the ocean the aircraft carrier situation right the step in the customer journey is to turn the direction that step is very negative because if the thing doesn't move at all turn around time is too long and it opposes the very intention of moving swiftly in the military context so that step was the step to be fixed in fact buckminster fuller has trim tab in his tombstone right he he was so enamored by that invention and i think it's a ground breaking invention because it's very hard to think of such an innovation so we are inspired by that and we use so you can go to the performance under supply x ray find your trim tab build an mvp roll it out see whether it works keep tweaking and keep expanding on it and one day you deliver the large transformation so that's fantastic insights like uh, that brings to my next question is i want to know uh, your views about how digital transformation and innovations are uh, related to each other and the companies who are going through a digital transformation how they can incorporate the element of innovation in this process yeah so that's a great question in the world of innovation right there have recently been many new techniques design mm-hmm. thinking very popular yeah okay i don't know if you have all heard of jobs to be done is another famous technique there has been a or a 30 or a 40 year old technique called trees it's from a russian uh, scientist by name jenrik oldshulo it is a massive body of work very impressive there are theory of constraint from um from israel right so there is many many innovation techniques that have been around so for digital transformation transformation is what is a breakthrough innovation so there is a seed of breakthrough innovation that create transformation is the impact the breakthrough innovation creates which means our framework has to have an element of how do i do breakthrough innovation the thing we do differently in the hypoha model is to find the trim tab and do what we call as a zoom in pivot it's very small it's easily doable and it sets the stage for the zoom out pivot and the large scope transformation so we advocated two step process right actually if you execute it it will be zoom in pivot many times zoom out pivot many times but you keep on doing it in an iterative agile fashion so agile is another notion that has come to us from the software world so our methodology incorporates all of the key principles from these and makes it simple for people to learn and apply in one hour the the breakthrough innovation technique can be learned and applied the whole framework though because it's based on doing and mindset change it takes about 120 days 10 minutes a day that's fantastic so uh, and i was researching your company and looking at the uh, the different concepts that you have uh, put in your website and one of the one of them was very interesting it talks about 5f test okay and you've said somewhere that this is really critical for uh, any successful digital transformation can you just uh, describe for our audience what 5f test is all about you can talk about that but one key thing which we kind of make it clear to ourselves mm-hmm. and the mind is that uh business technology strategy delivering value enterprise architecture business architecture all these have been there for decades mm-hmm. okay but the biggest challenge which people have not been able to solve is something like what is truly innovative or transformative so what we kind of say to make it clear to people our definition of transformation is you should have at least a 3 to 5x return on investment if you have that you have a transformation a 30% change 40% change even a 2x is a good change it's not bad 
It's a good change. But 3x and above is a transformation. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I give you, let's say, let's take an example. I give $100,000, okay? And you execute the project, okay? And the profit made year on year is $50,000, okay? So you take three years to break. So let's say even if it gives the exact cost of the project, it will take at least one year to break. That is 1x, right? That is double. Mm-hmm. If you put 100k, you should earn 200k to kind of break even. I'm not taking 0% interest. Okay, now that's very hard. And in my life of 25 years, I've not seen one project do that in my entire career. Okay, but all the innovations that our mentees do give at least 2x or 3x return. That is, if they put $10 in, $50 to $100 is guaranteed. Now, 1,000 people doing $50 is $50,000. That's where the magic happens. We make it so simple that everybody can do it. Now, that is what transformation is what we mean really by making a transformation happen. So there are further qualifying things which Sukuma will talk about, the five Fs. Yeah, so I think that's a good segue into, so transformative is, I made it XF, right, to make it 5Fs. So that what he said, 3X, 4X, you have to return, that is transformative, right? The next is it has to be frugal. You can't say, I give me $10 million. In fact, when I started my IT transformation project, I went to the CFO who I was working for and said, if you give me $25 million, I can fix this problem. <laughs> what do you think he said? He said... I will not give you a single dollar more. Whatever IT budget you have, have, that's all you have. So there is no point in saying, if you give me a lot of money, I will fix it. Anybody can do that. So we have to have a frugal approach. Third is feasible. We can all have pie in the sky idea, but is it feasible? Can I execute it in the context that I am in, right? I have failed in this aspect many times, coming up with some random ideas that not connected at all and I have failed. So feasible, frugal. The fourth one is important, futuristic. See, if you don't create, if the digital transformation is not futuristic, it's not a digital transformation in the truest sense of the term. So the Google vision example I gave you, now future is a relative thing, as I say in my future making video that I just released. Google vision API and machine vision was never applied in that context. So to that process, it is futuristic. So when those customers go through this process, the same customers who have been struggling to upload Documents, they say, wow, this is superb. Like how you and I feel when we get into a Uber, right? I no longer have to instruct turn by turn direction. Where do I go? Payment, I'm fumbling for my credit card or change. Got eliminated. So futuristic, frugal, feasible, uh, faster time to market. You can't say I will give it to you three years later. It has to be quick. And transformative, which is 3x to 5x that Kumaran explained very well. If you have all these five aspects, you have digital transformation. And I think we can, our Hypoha methodology gives you the ability to fulfill these five acts because we don't need any big budget. That is all. So once you have a big budget, you get deluded. You think, oh, I will build this big thing and then you fail because you are probably solving tip of the iceberg problem. When you solve a bottom of the iceberg problem, you create genuine delight. Did you or any of you Kumaran, no, Kumaran is excluded from this. The two of you, did you ever wish for a Uber? No, not really. Yeah, because you didn't even notice that there was a problem in the taxi industry, right? I have all, I have stood in the pouring rain in the middle of the street in the same street where Travis Kalanick and Garrett Camp got the idea. I didn't see that as a problem because 
This is the notion of performance under supply. It's bottom of the iceberg. It is there. It's become an accepted feature of the system. So this is how we will hail caps was accepted. So we, we help you find those, which Kumaran started talking about very early, right? How do I find the bottom of the iceberg? I found the bottom of the iceberg performance under supply. I, and it's a trim tab. Now I have something. And because it's a trim tab, it's a zoom in. I can put it in production very frugally. Now I know that it works. Now I can build a business case to say, hey, can we do this at scale? Any investor is going to, within the company, we are talking about corporate, inside the corporate thing, any business case becomes easier to build. And your past reputation also, let's say you are working in the IT services industry and you are not really, your firm is not seen as a digital company. Mm -hmm. When you put a prototype and take it, like our mentee did, there is no question of, hey, can you do it? But if you have a PowerPoint deck, you have not established anything. Yeah. But when you demonstrate within the customer context that I can actually create an innovation that can create a massive impact, no one can argue against it. And our lack of digital branding, genius, whatever, is a non-issue. So this is what we are giving, this power to people that in my engagement, I can do it. So it's Some across all the spectrum of uh, industries, uh, you would have seen a number yeah. of your mentees across different industries and different spectrum. Yeah, so right from... and I discussed this and we chose to operate in IT, IT enabled in industries, banking and financial services, healthcare. Mm -hmm. Currently, but, um, we, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like across spectrums, we have experimented. So when people come and ask us, we have done it. So for uh, in the healthcare, right, we did it work with a large hospital. So they have a problem of getting bed banks. The bottom of the iceberg opportunity, right? So the person who's running the blood bank made sure that this hospital never had a shortage of blood supply without spending an additional dollar. And this was in Dubai. And the bottom of the iceberg opportunity that they spotted is the blood bank has a problem that they have to keep asking people to give them supplies. So she solved their problem. <coughs> Whenever she had a surplus, she used to send it proactively. That's all. So the blood bank automatically became positive to them. A very simple trim tab, right? I know Abhinav and Madhu have a problem asking me and reminding me. I remove that problem for them. But whenever mm -hmm. I have excess, I send it to them. You are now become my partners. So that's a trim tab. Normally, we would think, you know, I need to stack up. I need to pay more for the, when there's a demand supply problem, how does the mind work? I need to have more buying power. I need to have more power. I need to have this. I need to have, I need to get more things to suck it out of the other person. So we tried it for schools where teachers were able to get kids who are not non-performers to study well. So there were so many things like that. So it's pretty interesting. But from a commercial and a corporate perspective, we stick to digital transformation. But what I'm finding really fascinating here is that these concepts can be applied, uh, you know, either to different sectors, different companies, or even to individuals. That's the beauty of this, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. My kids are the first consumers of this framework. All right, moving ahead. Uh, now, during, due to COVID, people are sitting at home and people are nowadays, you know, spending a lot of time watching different TV series on different platforms like Netflix, Amazon and others. Now, I have found two brilliant series, which are TMT and Saturday Architecture. Have you heard about them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, just for our audience, Sukumar and Kumaran are the creators of these two popular video series. 
Can you share what was the reason for starting these series and how have people implemented these concepts? And did you get any feedback from them? So I'll, I'll go. Uh, Saturday architecture, it so happened that I was mentoring a bunch of architects. And mm -hmm. during the weekdays, they were busy. And they said, you know, Kumaran, can we, uh, weekdays, we are so tied up with delivery. I said, okay, fine. Saturday morning, 8 to 9, we will do. Because after 9, you would have your weekend tasks, family, things like that. So 8 to 9 in the morning, we will do. So I was doing it for that batch. And when that batch got over, right, it became interesting that I had that slot and I had built that habit, which is again something that we do. It's about building habits. And 8 to 9, 1 hour is not a big deal. And I kind of twisted that mentoring session into telling, I will talk about experiences of architects. There is enough architecture around. I search for uh, 4D techniques, containerization, whatever, right? You go search, you'll get a thousand articles. But there are very few which actually talks about how I applied it in my project. Okay, if I'm going to take cloudification, what is the problem I faced when I was implementing cloud? Okay, so I said, I'm going to talk about that only. It's out of bit personal experiences. So that Saturday architecture became, it's something like I get three, four folks and each of them present their experience. So it's kind of very interesting that some of them even actually come and say, I don't know what this is. I would like to know, right? Now that is a real problem a lot of people face. And that's a question that needs to come up. And they're telling, you know, uh, like if they say Kubernetes, it's too complex. My project is very small. What can I do about it? It has got no relevance to me. Well, that's a reality that needs to be dealt with. So that pro the thing is about, it's not really about a knowledge sharing thing. It's more an experience sharing. So that's how Saturday architecture kind of goes and evolves. And practically, it's usually we get together. And then we say, hey, you know what? What's the thing that's been messing up Titanics that's happened in the past two weeks? Let's discuss about that. It's just that. That's it. That's great. So, Kumar, what about TMT? Yeah, sure. So, what I found, this happened, I think, early 2018. We still hadn't hit upon our digital transformation thing then. We hit that only around. We started going to the market in April. But I found, I am a reader of books. I read a lot of books. In fact, I have a library at home, which has my wife is also a reader. So we probably have a thousand books. Now, if you look at the nonfiction category, there is a problem which the Japanese identified called Sundoku or the books, the pile of books that you have left unread. So I found that I am amongst the few people who tries to read many of the books I buy and my Sundoku problem is small. So when I ask people, they all have books, but they don't read it. And I found that books to me, I am passionate about knowledge management as well. Book is probably the biggest invention in knowledge management. Just imagine a non-fiction book contains the 20-30 year research of the authors. And you can buy that for $20. There is no other invention in the world that can deliver that type of ROI. Now, I felt sad that people are not able to get these insights. Okay, so this is one. Second, there are enough people covering books. Not many in video form, but book reviews, which even hmm. I used to write when I was younger. But then I found a gap in that. Okay, so you read the book, great. Did you apply it in your life in some way? What did you do with it? So I found a gap in the market that if I talk about a book and a concept from it and how did I apply it in my life, it will be useful to people. And I set the additional constraint of a three-minute video. And I challenged myself to say, in three minutes, can I communicate something that is useful to people? So one fine day, I talked to my Facebook audience. 
when facebook live did a 3 minute show or 3 minute i mean whatever we'd cast on on a book by mark manson the subtle art of not giving a dash right so that video got 6500 page views or so so i realized that i hit upon something that people like to do then every two weeks i uh, deliver one 3 minute video on a book and it almost always contains how do i have i applied it in my life in fact i think that has spawned a lot of things in tiny magic and hypoha in my own life as well right now we can teach things so i have expanded the video to 10 minutes so i find it amazing that we no longer have to teach people anything you go mm-hmm. watch the video i mean my child does that all the time and i think adults have also started doing that. so this idea that we have to sit people in a room be it virtual or physical and teach them something is outdated so you go to the video you watch it if you have any questions ask which means i only have to teach the one concept once and i don't have to keep on teaching it so tmt now i have done 60 episodes and i thought i should expand it with and give it more digital transformation focus which is what people are eager to understand from us it looks like any book general gyan lot of people can give so we decided we will focus ourselves on digital transformation and i decided to leverage the linkedin newsletter feature which is also quite handy because it has viral properties and all that which youtube doesn't have or at least we can't create content that goes viral in youtube yet our podcast is broadcasted across the globe and we share success stories with listeners so it can inspire them and get guidance to achieve their dreams so what would be one piece of advice that you would give uh, to young professionals who would want to reinvent their careers and you know or keen to plunge into startup journey so yeah i think it's uh, got this a structure to this right very simple we, are, we usually when we say startup right we look for what's a great idea what is that unicorn idea kind of thing right actually it's not you don't need a great idea what you need is a very good problem a high quality problem that's all it's whether it's a career change whether it is individual very simple and human brain is designed to go after high quality problems that's why you don't have to give a toy and then tell the kid figure out how to play have you ever done that to a kid never right it's human nature to solve problems right so a well designed puzzle a very good toy they kind of figure it out a baby is born you don't tell it try go bite your tooth or bite your fingers no it wants to figure that out it is going looking around things So solving problem is the natural order of human. So if I think one thing between me and Sukumar, if we say humans are not problem solvers, my team is dumb, they take things, not true. By nature, we are problem solvers. So the problem is not a lack of problem solving skills. The problem is lack of identification of problems. Thanks for being with us today. It was very, very fruitful. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in my friends we have got thousands of people listening to this podcast and wanted to thank you all for the love and encouragement so far some of you have reached out personally to us and thanked as well for producing great quality content it would be awesome if you like and follow our linkedin page inspiring ideas and please don't forget to hit the subscribe button from where you are listening we are across all the key podcast channels apple google spotify etc We will see you with another great episode next week. Thank you so much.